0: Be sure to rate and review this podcast if you like it, and follow me on Instagram at Channel and XO, and find me on YouTube for four new videos a week. Welcome back, Shalligators. This week, our mantra is going to be simple. Well, seemingly simple. It's one of those phrases you hear and you're like, oh, of course this embodies me. But when we look at our behavior, we're like, oh my God, maybe not. Grace and dignity. Grace and dignity. It's very challenging to move through the world, quite frankly, with either. A life of sanity and dignity takes time, and it's like anything else you have to practice to be good at it, and it's not necessarily something we carve out a lot of time to practice at. Instead, because we are passionate, heady, sensitive women, we tend to react a lot of times with emotion first and logic or poise a very, very distant second. And sometimes it's our best qualities that end up betraying us the most. It's the need to figure something out, get to the root of something. Why? Why is this happening? What does this mean? How can I fix it? That is a fantastic trait when we're pointing it at ourselves, at making money, at fixing friendships and interpersonal relationships. But not with boys. Not with boys. Because so often we get so wrapped up in why something's happening, we forget to just accept it. We go back to this all the time, the talking dog metaphor. Why can't Cowboy answer me when I ask him a question? Are you a good boy? Who's the goodest boy? Is it you with your speckled tummy? And he looks at me and he flops his little ears and he stomps his little paws. And he never, not once, has spoken back. And I don't expect him to. I see his capabilities. I see his limitations. And I don't take them personally. Why can't he answer? Girl, he can't. Move on with your life. Next. That is an implied acceptance of our relationship. I'm going to talk to him. He's going to bark at me, but he's not going to speak. Why can't we apply that to certain humans in our life? Why can't we see their limitations and just go, okay, this doesn't actually have anything to do with me. I'm moving on. Well, this week, hopefully we're going to get a little bit more practice than that. and We're going to start with that mantra, grace and dignity. We're going to roll our shoulders back. We're going to breathe into our tummy. We carry so much tension in our tummy or our jaw or our back, our hips, even our toes. A lot of times we're like curled, these like monkey grip on our toes. We're going to climb a tree. We're not. We're just tense. So we're going to relax and try to think of someone in your mind who embodies grace and dignity. For me, It's Keira Knightley in almost every period piece she does. We did our whole Shallywood movie club on Pride and, not Pride and Prejudice, I'm sorry, Anna Karenina. And just when I think of someone who's like, why, thank you, Lord Afton. I should be quite glad when you call on me again. It's Keira Knightley. Just that, that reserved British fortitude that I, as a hot-headed American woman, do not possess. So think of somebody who represents it to you. And I want you to inhale through your nose. and exhale through your mouth. One more time. Inhale through your nose, and exhale. So why are we talking about grace and dignity? What are we practicing for some sort of debutante ball? I mean, you never, it's never a bad idea. One might wander into town, but we're tackling a question on the Shalligator Reddit thread, which you guys definitely should become a part of I mean it's just a great place for you guys to connect and ask for advice and chit chat with each other it's so cute there's thousands of you guys on there and it's everyone who posts like gets so much attention you know you guys like write back to each other nobody really just kind of falls by the wayside but this question stood out to me it's called guys leaving you for your own good anyone have experience with this A Shalligator wrote, I get dumped for the same reason over and over. Men just decide they're holding me back, that I have so much potential and they can't give me what I need. But I'm perfectly happy with the relationship dynamic and I'm like, "Mm, is it not for me to decide if you're holding me back or not? They're always heartbroken by doing it, like I'm the one who got away or whatever. I'm perfectly capable of making my own decision when it comes to balancing my love life, my career, my hobbies. Maybe I don't want to be this big career woman. Maybe I am ready to settle down, have a family, stuff like that. Honestly, if I could choose, I would love to be a stay-at-home mom, spend some time with kids, have some time for my hobbies. I make and sell dresses online. The women's movement is about choice, right? I'm sick of guys not believing that I want that and deciding for me that they're holding me back. Okay. I've said this to guys. I've said this to many guys. And do you know why I said that to those guys? I wasn't in love with them. I just plain wasn't in love with them. And it wasn't necessarily something they were doing. It wasn't something I was doing. It didn't mean I was secretly in love with someone else. It just wasn't happening. It just wasn't ripening. I laid the egg. I sat on it. It wasn't ever going to hatch. Human beings will say Whatever they have to, they will come up with whatever excuse they need to to avoid having to tell someone I'm just not that into you. They will. Oh, I'm so stressed with work. I'm really messed up over my ex-girlfriend. My mom won't let me hang out on the weekends. They will shuck and they will jive and they will do anything they can to have to look in the eyes of someone who cares about them and say, I'm sorry, I don't feel that way about you. Right? At least someone with a modicum of decency would. A psychopath would love to say it. You know who I hate? They'll say you. You're ugly. You're fat. You're stupid. Look, we don't want to get entangled with people like that. But the point is grace and dignity. I have learned because I have said these things to other people, to read between the lines when I get dumped, when I get rejected, when someone isn't writing me back. Oh, I'm sorry, I just this week got away from me, Honey, say no more, you're just not that into it. This is clearly a your loss. This is a talking dog thing. I'm talking to you, you're not responding to me. And I realize saying that, that that means the guys I've said this to, I, in that situation, am the talking dog. You know what? Fine. I can be the dog sitting there barking and flopping her little ears around who just can't get on the level of these guys who love me and I don't love them back. That's okay. There is someone out there who's going to love them back. And so when I say I'm holding you back, I don't mean from like running for Congress. I mean from someone who actually is in love with you. So girl, that's what these guys mean. Then again, that's the worst case scenario. But you know what? Hold on. I'm not done talking about this. Grace and dignity. We have to look at whatever excuse someone gets it gives us and say, you know what, I got it. Thank you. You know what, I wish you so well in the future. Uh, now, if I get dumped or have a conflict, I don't argue. Well, what can we do? What well, what can I stop doing? Let's just give this another try. <laughs> no, I haven't said shit like that for almost a decade. It's like, okay, if that's the way you feel, great. I'm sorry. You know, this was great, and I just I wish you well. I walk away with grace. And with dignity. And ironically, if a guy is like bluffing, or if I am the one who got away, brother, he is blocking my exit before I even go, no, 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 wait, no, okay, I'm sorry, I'm just, uh, I'm sorry, I just, I don't know, I didn't know if I wanna commit, but I can't lose you. Sometimes you gotta call someone's bluff and do it in the most neutral way. Oh, I'm sorry you feel like that. You know, actually, I think I sh- I think I agree. I just don't think that this is clicking and we're both great people and we deserve to be in love. And if that's not what's happening, okay. And then you move on and they're like, <gasps> how dare she believe what I'm saying? Do you know why that's so jarring for a guy? Because women typically don't. No, but I can change. Oh my God, wait, what's wrong? No, but I just, I want to stay at home. We twist and we morph and we suddenly are shucking and jiving and tap dancing trying to be whatever is going to change this proclamation because we're not actually looking at what it means who the hell wants to look at that but then you know if you talk to anyone who has been through a breakup everyone just wants the same thing they're like i just wish they'd been honest with me i recently went through a breakup you know and i i had to just be very honest and It was something they were like begging for, that honesty. And it was like, it's not what you want to give because you don't want to hurt someone's feelings. You don't know how that truth is going to land, if it's going to be gasoline on a fire or if it's going to be smothering and putting the fire out and everyone can move on. You don't know. And you just don't want to continue a conversation that is ultimately going nowhere. But we owe people that honesty. And therefore, we have to be able to see honesty when it comes our way. And I know what you're thinking. Well, this isn't honesty. They're making up an excuse. I know, girl. But the honesty is just the reality of it. It isn't working. For whatever reason, the dog won't talk. But like I said, that's the worst case scenario. What if they are telling the truth? I mean, what if they are? What if they're like, you know, they're just, they have the wrong idea of you. Oh, my God. You're preaching to the choir on that. I mean, I've said before in my series on what it's really like as a YouTuber, you guys asked a lot about dating. Like, is it intimidating to guys? Like, know who you are? Is do you, Are people using you? And it's like, it's not that people are using me and it's not that they, because I mean, my audience isn't guys. Like guys don't know who I am. Not that I'm a person, but you know what I mean. But once they Google me, they just, they have so many assumptions and conclusions that they've drawn. Oh, she's so intense and she's such a bad bitch. I don't even tell people that this is what I do until like two dates in. I'm a writer. Yeah, I, I work from home writing another book, blah, blah, blah. You know, typically, especially in Montana, dudes don't like immediately Google you. Like they just kind of don't think to do that. They're not like internet people. Because I want to give them a pool of data before I like drop the hammer. I'm like, surprise, I'm a professional douchebag on the internet. Ta-da, welcome to hell. Because then they can be like, oh, will she... I mean, she has this persona of, like, she's flashy and she's feisty and she's telling it like it is, but she's actually low-key to the point of being a little boring in real life. Like, she just wants to drink, like, red beer and chill and watch Yellowstone? Huh. Okay. So maybe this persona isn't everything. And in this day and age of everyone being able to stalk your Insta and Google you and LinkedIn, blah, 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 it's, and this is why I carp on you guys about make sure your Instagram gives the impression you want, because it, it is saying something. It's saying, so, it's not, there is no neutrality with your social networks. It's saying something. So make sure that something is working for you. When people make a car commercial, they're not like, uh, it's super fucking dumpy actually in real life. Drop your transmission. No cupholder space to speak. of. No, they're playing up the absolute best thing. towing capacity, lift, torque. These are just words. I have no idea what they mean. So what do you do if you feel like a guy has gotten the wrong impression about you? Well, on one hand, we have to be honest about our role in people's impression of us. I mean, yes, there are some people who are always going to be determined to misunderstand us. Always. I deal with that 24 hours a day. This is my life, my job. It makes me insane. And I've spoken very honestly about an ex I dated when I first got here, and he Googled me into oblivion and was fucking terrified of me. Terrified. And I was like, babe, you know that that person you're seeing is, of course, an aspect of who I am, but it is not the entirety of who I am. Like, we go floating down the Yellowstone. We hang out. We go shooting. We ride horses. Like, you, I'm at work. I don't judge you at work. You're a totally different person, too. But he couldn't, he was determined to misjudge me. Why? Beta male. Huge potential being alpha. But at that particular point in time, nope. He had low self-esteem and he was fucking terrified of me. He was terrified of me because I was a mirror of everything he wasn't. I was very capable in what I was saying and doing. In the world. I knew my role. I knew my position. I know where I'm going in life. I like myself people with self-esteem don't really like themselves and for me for him to have to be around someone who was like this is me baby boy worship at the altar it was unnerving because he's like i don't feel like this and he would he would vacillate between obsession obsessed with me and absolutely despising me despising me i was his heart locker i was I was a reflection of everything he wanted for himself and could not achieve. The difference between a boy's Hurt Locker and a girl's Hurt Locker, we don't resent our Hurt Locker because no part of us thinks I can't be that person. At least if if you're a shalligator, that's not how you work. Other weak people, yeah, they're like, oh, fuck that guy. I'm going to tear him down instead of trying to be like him. Fuck that new friend. I'm going to tear her down because I'm never going to be as cool as her. We don't operate that way. We see someone we admire. And this is how we get a hurt locker. You know, we imprint on them. And it's not so much someone you want to date. It's someone you want to be. And we imprint during those low periods in our life, low periods of self-esteem. And we're like, I can see myself. I can see this. You're just, it's so close, right? And we keep chasing and chasing it. We don't turn around and hate them for it. We might hate ourselves for wasting our time trying to be special by osmosis and latching on to this person, but we don't try to tear them down the way guys try to tear us down. But... I digress. We do need to be honest about what we're doing and saying to give that impression. (laughs) I, you know who the worst example of this is? Me, Shallon Lester. When I was like 25, I would go on dates with guys. And I was like, I always said that my aesthetic was um, Kardashian guest starring as a gossip girl villain. It still is. Like, that is my preferred aesthetic. Tight, tight dress high high heels extensions lashes fur coat jewels little bit of sinister aspect that is truly me like that is what jesus knows me as and that's how i would look on first dates i was like not slutty but i there was nothing low-key there were never any jeans i would rather kill myself than wear flats on a date hair done up full makeup and then i would talk about sex Oh, you know, like I'm just, you know, I would portray myself as this like man eater, right? Or as this high powered career bitch is leading with my resume. I was like a walking fucking LinkedIn in a slutty bandage dress. And surprise, surprise. I wasn't the girl to take home to mom. I was spiky and prickly and man eater and slutty and competitive. I was a lot of work. I wasn't restful. That's because I wasn't at rest. I wasn't a peaceful person at that time. I was chaotic and fragmented. So of course, that's how everyone felt being around me. And I learned to get myself more peaceful, less fragmented. And then how I build myself to the world changed. I mean, I'm still going to always be that girl who loves a dress, loves a night out, loves a big fur, fake, of course. But I dial it down, you know, it's like, okay, I'm going to wear jeans but heels, a cute blouse, simple necklace. Yeah, I got my lash extensions. I got my nails done. I don't need the clipping extensions. I don't need all this stuff. I'm going to dial it down a little bit because I am a low-key person. I want that to come through. I want to lead with my sweetness. I've talked about this before in videos about how to be an alpha, but also feminine. And the worst thing we can do is equate being alpha with being spiky rah! just i've got the biggest dick in the room i have to go for the joke i have to show everyone up that's not alpha girl that is stone cold low self-esteem and competitiveness trust up in loud bombastic behavior when we see men do that people are like oh it's an alpha male we're like "No, no 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 confidence is quiet barack is an alpha male Right? Not like Mike the Situation Sorrentino. Right? Not these swaggering douches on The Bachelorette. It's a lot more low-key. So look at what you're doing to give this impression that you don't want a family. Are you saying it? I used to literally say that. I, oh, ew, marriage doesn't work. Marriage, monogamy doesn't work. And then I wondered, I literally cried and wondered why I would get like one night standard, why I would get flinged and getting these situationships where the guy wasn't committing. I'm like, girl, they're simply buying what you were selling. When I stopped speaking like that, and I was only doing that because I thought that's what guys wanted to hear. I thought that would make me the cool girl, chest bump. I'm so cool. I'm Samantha from Sex and the City. Yeah, aren't we all? We're also all Charlotte and Carrie and little Miranda. We're all of these things. I didn't have to just be one, but I did think I did. And so when I did that, I boxed myself in and then I just felt constantly misunderstood. So look at whether or not that's kind of what you're doing. Because if you're getting the same outcome, I mean, uh, who is the constant? It is us. It sucks. It sucks so bad. But it sucks more to have more data points supporting this instead of being like, all right, I'm going to get a grip on this. Like I finally did. And honestly, you guys, I wasted my 20s doing that. I did. not. I mean, I didn't waste my 20s. I achieved so much. But romantically, I spent it so brokenhearted because I would not take responsibility for my role in my outcomes. I just wouldn't. I think because I didn't have a sense of self. Like I didn't, I knew who I was, but not like I do now, you know? And so in if it, to step away from these personas I had created would be like, well, then who am I? I'm just regular Shallon. So then if they reject me still, they're rejecting actual Shallon. Not like fake Shallon, persona Shallon, Instagram Shallon, ba-ba-ba, man-eater, bad shot. No, they were suddenly poking at my very real underbelly. I didn't have any armor. I was a turtle without a shell. I couldn't recover from that. I couldn't recover from actual rejection. But I was in a constant state of rejection. I was in a constant state of heartbreak, right? So maybe what I was doing wasn't working. And when I made that shift, and when I decided to be like, you know what? Fuck it. This is me. This is me. I love Martha Stewart. I love baking. I also love blowjobs and bandage dresses. Hey, take it or leave it, bitch. Well, they took it. People who embrace their authenticity put everyone else at ease. They really do. I am reading, well... (laughs) listening to the Jessica Simpson audiobook, you're going to hear me talk about this like a lot, probably for like the rest of my life, because it is so, it is so good. You guys, it's so good. And I like the audio version because I can listen to it while I'm driving and stuff. And it's, she's very colloquial and conversational. And it sounds like she's just talking to you. And it makes the whole thing just so much cuter. And just the way she's written it was, it's very just simple. It's not flowery. Her statements are so simple, but there's so much wisdom and wit in that simplicity. But there's a part where she's talking about Dolly Parton and how Dolly Parton is like so authentic and just is, she's so real that she puts everyone else at ease and makes them therefore amplify their own authenticity and individuality. And I was like, wow, that's, that truly is such a trait of a leader and of an alpha pack builder, right? But let's say, let's. Say that, no, you have showed your multidimensionality like I did with my ex. I'm like, okay, that's one aspect, but here are all the other ones. There is nothing more frustrating than a man who doesn't listen to you and then acts like you haven't been talking. Nothing. I am not an opaque communicator. If there's something I want to say, oh, I say it. I say it too much. I say it all the time, different ways, different voices, different types of voice. I I say it ad nauseum. I don't know how peep, anyone puts up with me, really. But that's why I say we have to be very careful and conscious of the persona we're putting out because we are always speaking. Especially me, I never shut up. And I know a lot of you guys are like that too. You're like, no, I'm I'm very clear with my life. One of you guys said something really wise um, in the replies back to this. You're like. Bro, if you're a pussy, just own up to it. It's not my fault that I require so much of you and you can't give it to me. Like, come on. And this is so true. And is this not the height of gaslighting? It's at once like, yeah, you're just so, you need so much and sorry, like no one's going to give it to you. At least that's how we feel. That's the implication. Like, oh, you're just, you're too much of a woman. Honey, maybe you're too little of a man. Maybe that. But maybe not. And maybe... When I look back at my exes and the boys, I've said that too. Maybe they were too much of a man and I was too little of a woman. I know that that was the case with my marriage. He truly was too good and too mature. He was. I was just not there. And if I'm being honest, I'm still not. I'm still growing and evolving and trying to become the person that would have been worthy of him. Not to try to get him back, but to in a way, honor that marriage and honor who he was and still is and always will be, but so that I can have a long-lasting, wonderful marriage with someone. But it takes time. And so, in a way, like, okay, like, applause to these guys who are saying this to you because there is a modicum of self-awareness there. Hey, I can't give you what you need, but it's important we don't twist this into something that's going to make us better. Well, that means I need too much. Well... Do you think that? Ask people in your life, like, hey, are my expectations for a relationship way over the top? Am I too intense? Do I smother people? Do I have kind of a weird attachment disorder? Am I expecting guys to save me? It's funny how rarely we actually ask these questions of people who know us best. When was the last time you really asked someone and you wanted an honest answer? I mean, we'll ask questions like, "Do I look fat in this?" The fuck you want to hear, girl? Of course you don't. Oh, you got curves in all the right places, like right under the bra line. Okay, <laughs> like that's not what I want. Girl. Like all down your back, all those curves, all those ripples, <laughs> all the back fat. That's that's where I'm at right now. But like, you don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear that. It's like you can say I've got boobs and butt, and you just feel free to stop there. But when truly was the last time you asked someone a hard question? And we're totally prepared to get a hard answer back. It's rare, but it goes back to that turtle without a shell thing. How could I ever recover? How could I ever recover? But how could you stay like this? How could you stay locked in the cycle of moving through these relationships, giving off a vibe, miscommunicating, and thinking things are gonna get better? They're not. So don't we owe ourselves some of those hard conversations? Don't we owe the people we date? these hard conversations. We are constantly telling men to accept our hard I want to tell you something. Listen, Gavin, listen. Are we doing that though? You got to walk it like you talk it, girl, right? And so if we want men to be in therapy, we want them to do the work, do the growth. Well, <laughs> it's a two-way street. That's uh, it's kind of what sucks about it. But it is. So once we can look ourselves in the eye and be like, all right, I'm doing that work too. Then, first of all, it's going to be okay if people can't rise to our level. Okay, you can't give me what I need? You're right. You're right. And maybe that makes you weak, but maybe it just makes us not quite a fit. And that's okay. Dating is data. So what are the data points you can gather from this? What can you learn? How can you grow? Once you can do that, then you can see the forest for the trees. You can see, hey, am I giving out the wrong vibe? Am I picking men who are chronically beneath me in terms of their emotional output, their financial output? You know, if you're a career woman, they're like, I can't afford you. I've had guys, especially in Montana, I've had guys say that I can't afford you. And I'm like, you're right. Thank, I, I appreciate your transparency in this issue because you can't. I'm not, you're not like thawing out an elk steak for our first date and grilling it. No, you're taking me out. I'm not trying to get murdered out in Livingston. Thank you. So I want people who know their capabilities. I want a dog who understands it can't talk to me. Well, that's it for this episode of Girl on Top. Thanks for being part of the Chalantourage. If you have a love question you need some help with, find me on my website, shallonlester.com. And be sure to connect with me on Instagram at shallonxo and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Stay sweet, stay savage.